0: Hi, guys. Danielle here. This episode is unusually long, and so it is an unusual episode. I'm bringing you the health facts right from the beginning, but I do want to love on you and encourage you to enjoy this ride. Take time. Take notes. Listen closely if you have any questions, You can always message me at envision underscore whole underscore health. This is hefty, but I also want you to know that there is hope. Enjoy the show. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health centered podcast. I'm Danielle. And today, we have come together to listen to, rather, to ask, I mean, why? Why did we come together today? (laughs) Today, we have come together so that we can enjoy each other's time and presence. But for this episode, so that way we can discuss the toxins and the things that are affecting our bodies and the food that we eat and why vitamins supplements minerals are so important stay tuned okay now for our health segment like i mentioned we're talking about toxins toxin removal and food uh food poisons that affect our body and the reason why we need which would lead into the reason why we need vitamins supplements and so on But before we even add the vitamins and supplements and so on, there are simple things that we can do by ourselves without adding those things in that would astronomically help. So before we get started on, um, breaking it down, I'm just going to give you a list as to what the toxins are that are affecting our, not only our, our ourselves, our, our homes, but the whole planet. So you're not alone. And the fact is, is you, you are not alone (laughs) because we are all dealing with this, with the, with the growth of, of mankind and civilization and the pursuit towards the next great thing. And, and in some cases, the, the desire to make food last longer, feed more, and so on and so forth. We've actually, wound up on the back end of, of all of this. We've got the backhand of it, really. Though it was supposed to be something positive, as all things usually turn out to be, technology is not inherently bad. And wanting food to last is not bad. But the things that we've done to make these things occur, well, let's talk about it. Okay, so I'm reading this because you may remember i mentioned the rain barrel effect by uh, dr stephen cabral and that's where i had first learned so much about um about all of this all of these things really i started off as an integrative health practitioner student and as i went on i realized that i can get this book a wonderful niece in texas ordered it for me and she sent it to me uh, because it just costs too much in shipping to get it here. <laughs> that was the gift that she gave me. Um, and all she did was pay the $7 in shipping and handling for her to receive it. And then she sent it to me with a few other goodies, you know, Texas to the Netherlands. It's a beautiful thing. But in any case, the tox- the toxicities that we are talking about are not only things that we see Things that we can smell, but even the things that we don't see or smell, it's not as simple as okay. I see a bottle of bleach. I'm going to get rid of it. It's not, and it's not as simple as oh, there's there's there are cigarettes here. I'm going to go stand on the other side where the people are not smoking. It's not. It gets a little bit deeper. And And before we get any deeper on this, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that it is this is not the end this is not the end and because if you were to go on um and listen to what these toxins are and realize how how they affect your body you may get to a place of well why try but you know there are many 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 things you can do and small steps are still steps Small steps are still steps. So I just wanted to give that uh, pre-caution and encouragement so that you all can not feel hopeless after all of this. And then this is not a scare tactic. This is just reality. It's been tested and it's been tested. There, There's scientific studies to back all of this up. And even if you're not uh, part of the scientific study crowd, if you were to augment or change some of these things in your body or in, your, in the way that you live, you will find that in actuality, you feel better. And the reasoning? Because you removed some things. So, welcome to this, and I really hope that you get something out of it. I'm really hoping that you get something out of it, outside of fear. We're not doing the fear thing. Perfect love casts out fear. We're not doing that. What we're doing is being knowledgeable accepting our accepting what is what is and then acknowledging that we can do better understanding the consequences for the actions that have taken place and then learning to move beyond and and surpass what is laid before us because we can sit here on our hands all day and say woe is me but we are not those people we are not those people so with that being said <laughs> i started feeling started feeling a little something <laughs> with that being said let's get started <laughs> all right so as i said i have learned from the integrative health practitioners uh, institute which you are if you listen to the the update and the info, infomercial infomercial you, are, you can just click on the link down below and you can learn how to get started with that too, understanding that you are learning so much that you can apply to your family, your friends, and if you want to, clients. So with that being said, like I said, this book, The Rain Barrel Effect, is a number one international bestseller uh, and it was written by Dr. Stephen Cabral, the founder of the Institute and the educator of, uh, for the Institute. Now, getting to the list. Ah, yes. Why did I say all that again? It's because I want to make sure that I'm giving props or I'm giving proper due where it is due. This is something you all can find. You don't have to go to the institute to get this information. You can get the book and you can get the information. Or you can spend days and days and days and days and years researching, researching, researching uh or you can get this you know 300 some odd page book 390 page book for free and not pay the institute price and be able to help people so with that being said again i'm going back to the reason why i'm mentioning those things because i want to make sure that you know that you don't have to wait for someone to tell you you don't have to wait till you have enough money and as a matter of fact, I believe it was two updates ago. You could have possibly received this book one hundred percent for free. It could have been last update for free. No, uh, I'm pretty sure within the U.S. No shipping. No, um, no, no cost on the book because it was given for free with a hundred twenty nine dollar um, purchase on the equalife products. So moving right along. You can still get this for free, just pay shipping and handling at stephencabral.com. So toxic enemy number one, heavy metals. (laughs) When I think of heavy metals, I think of a rock band out there and they're just like doing it up and they're having a great time. They're smashing things you know and banging their heads because that's what you do when you're in a metal band right that's what i did i was never in a metal band but that's what i did you know rock music woohoo, bang that head but in this case that's not it and unfortunately it's not it with heavy metals they they wreak havoc on our body and this i'm, I'm quoting i'm reading from the book page 29 They wreak havoc on our body at a cellular level, and they cause massive inflammation as well, triggering autoimmune reactions and diseases while placing us at risk for a complete domino effect of diseases to follow. Heavy metals quite literally corrode your body from the inside out. Let's begin with why you should be concerned about your level of heavy metal accumulation. When exposed to an an acute dose of heavy metals, a one-time dose, that is, a one-time dose, the immediate symptoms you could experience are nausea, cramping, dizziness, sweating, headaches, difficulty breathing, impaired thinking, and motor control. However, the real problem with heavy metal toxicity isn't typically with one acute high dose exposure. It's from a lifetime of leaching exposure through our waters, soil, the foods we eat, the vaxes, you know, I don't want to say the whole word, you know, I would hate to get blocked, the vaxes that we receive, medicines we ingest, and air that we breathe. Continuing on with this, over time, as heavy metals build up in your system, their effects actually mimic the symptoms of other diseases that we attribute them to like chronic fatigue fibromyalgia autism depression and then it goes on i'm I'm going further down the page gradual heavy metal toxicity will mimic many of the diseases we give names to diseases we quickly diagnose and prescribe something for why now here now i'm talking here why to mask the symptoms. Quote, here are some common symptoms of lower level chronic heavy metal toxicity, fatigue, joint pain, muscle weakness, poor mood and depression, learning disabilities, hyperactivity and anxiety, dysregulated blood sugar, digestive issues and low absorption, reproductive problems and birth effects, end quote. Check that out, guys. Isn't that amazing? Look, I'm not talking about amazing, like, wow, God is so awesome. But isn't that amazing that you may be going through these things not knowing what's happening, and you're getting you're getting medication for it because you don't know what's happening. And you know what? The doctor doesn't either. The doctor doesn't know. The doctor doesn't know. The doctor keeps on telling you, oh, well, it's in between your ears, or you know, you're just going through this time in your life and you're getting older, or you're getting younger, <laughs> you're not getting younger. You're getting older, or maybe you just need to eat less and move more. (coughs) Oh, my word. Have you ever wondered why you had dysregulated blood sugar? You're doing everything right, for example. There are thin people with dysregulated blood sugar, just as well as there are uh, thicker people, or the FAT, fat people. I was one, so I will gladly just yell that out. Fat, fat, fat people with dysregulated blood sugar. That's just one. And you know I'm going to harp on a dysregulated blood sugar because this is type 2 take 2. But what about the joint pain? What about the muscle weakness? What about the poor mood and depression? This is heavy metal toxicity. This is just a bit. I can't read it all because then you won't be able to get to the rest of them. Let's talk about toxic enemy number two. And that is synthetic food. You can find that on page 44. I know this is like you're just reading one source, Danielle. But this is an accumulation of sources. And do you know that on this page or in this book, all the sources that he used are in the book. So you can always go back to it. But like I said, to go reinvent the wheel for me, nah, not today, friend. Synthetic food. Okay. So the American Cancer Society is quoted saying milk and dairy now contain up to 10 times the amount of IGF-1 growth hormone that's linked to prostate, colon and other types of cancer. Excuse me? Excuse me. And that's just milk and dairy. You know, when I put this is me talking now friends, when when I put my clients on their protocols to for weight loss, the first thing we do is we do an elimination protocol. And the elimination protocol includes eggs and dairy. Why? So that way we can see if there is a sensitivity. And it's most likely, this not the sensitivity is not to the egg or the dairy. It is to what has happened to the egg the, the or the dairy. The milk is what happened to it. The RBSTs, the hormones. I'm going a little bit forward. But I'm just saying, genetically modified foods are a man-made laboratory creation intended to withstand high levels of pesticide spray. Meaning, this is page 45. Meaning that these foods are genetically modified so that way we can spray as much pesticide on it to kill the living things around it to prevent them from consuming our foods. And that could also be the herbicides. So we're trying to make the food last, right? We're trying to make sure that we have food. To, I mean, we don't want a, a, a blight. <laughs> Do you guys know what a blight is? <laughs> we don't want, We don't want a situation... Where all of our food is being eaten up by, oh uh, my um, word, it was one of the a blight. It was in the Bible, you know. It was one of the, the where where the where the fire didn't consume it, and where the where the floods didn't consume it, and where the hell didn't destroy it. The the I won't say the grasshoppers, but they weren't necessarily called grasshoppers in the Bible. The grasshoppers ate it up. That's where the pesticides would come in and destroy those monsters. Those monsters killing our food, our crop. But what about the rest of the ecological surroundings what about that what about the food that we're spraying it on oh no 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 don't worry because they are genetically modified to withstand all that poison that we're spraying on it to keep all the bugs and the and the lice and the <laughs> and the hailstorms you can't stop hailstorms friends but you see what i'm saying okay so that's synthetic food genetically modified food the newly uh, To quote page 45, these newly engineered foods contain no additional health benefits, but do possess the ability to harm you as a byproduct of the heavy spraying used in conjunction with growing them. Now to go a little bit further up, just to give you some more context, to create some GMO foods, genetically modified organisms, GMO, heavy metals and viruses must be used to change the genetic material of that original food. So this is to manufacture a new man-made one. Man-made. You guys know how I feel about that man-made food. And you should feel the same, to be honest, because we were given everything that we needed. And then for some reason, we thought that we could do better. And so we started creating stuff. Intelligence is not a bad thing. But trying to create food when we don't even know our own bodies... (laughs) We don't even know our own bodies. We're trying to create food. Why? (laughs) Oh, my word. Wow. Literally, GMO foods are Frankenstein creations made in a lab by inserting new genes into the DNA of current food, crops, or even fish. Okay, that's synthetic food. We got to keep going. Let me take a break really quick because this is probably getting a little hefty. Just to give you some context, let me go ahead and explain. This is on page 48. One of the reasons why these hormones are such a lightning rod for debate is that studies have found that milk from RBGH has 10 times the amount of growth hormones, IGF-1, as regular milk. We mentioned that. That was from the American Heart, American, so-and-so. You're going to have to read back. I got to keep going. Yes, the American Cancer Society. Okay. The larger amounts of hormones present in meat and dairy go well beyond implications for cancer. We are now seeing young girls beginning puberty at much younger ages to date, with some girls beginning menstrual cycles under 10 years old. Have you noticed that, y'all? Have y'all noticed that? Let me continue reading. A young girl's (laughs) physiology and psychology is physiology, guys. Wow. And psychology is simply not biologically pro- programmed to have the ability to carry a baby in a child's body. So in addition to the issues mentioned above, the meat industry uses a host of chemicals to treat the meat before it makes its way to stores and restaurants. And again, in order for, this, for, for me, this is uh, Dr. Cabral speaking, to not make this a 700-page encyclopedia to read and review... Here, I urge you to look into the radiation and spraying of meat before it ever makes it to your table. Now, he is not a vegan. He eats meat. He's not a vegetarian either. He eats meat. But what he's what he's explaining here is the process of some factory-farmed uh, factory meats, of all factory-farmed meats. This is what they do. They inject them with hormones. So that way they can get the plumpest, the heaviest forms of meat. Besides the fact... Besides the fact of in of just horrible treatment, here are some top GMO foods to avoid: Beet and beet sugar. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! Canola oil—that's ninety-three percent of it is genetically modified. Cottonseed oil, ninety-three percent. Soy, ninety-three percent. Corn, corn, corn. corn. 86 percent. Hawaiian papaya, 80 percent. Other GMOs include alfalfa, zucchini, squash, flax, and genetically modified salmon. Guys, he goes on to say, please also keep in mind that the byproducts of GMOs must also be watched out for. These include all corn syrups, GMO sweeteners, lecithins from soy, and vegetable oils and vegetable butters. I know some of you all are all about your plant artic your vegetable butter, and oh it's good for the it's good for the environment because we're not killing animals because the animals are the problem and that's why we're the world is crashing. But not so, guys. They are just as bad, and they're creating a mess. <sighs> okay moving forward moving forward let's get to i mentioned the hormones with the cows but let me get back so i can give you some so i can give you some context um the FDA has been allowing going back to the book has been allowing this since at least 1950s where the rbsts have been uh inje- injected to the muscle tissue of animal and milk production so RBST stands for recombinant bovine somatotropin and recombinant bovine growth hormone. So you'll see that sometimes um, on the on the milk or you'll see non. And why should we have to say that there is none of that? Why should because because it's gotten to that point. You may have wondered, like, what does that mean? RBST, RBGH, it means hormones. These hormones can cause cancer. The good news is that countries in the European Union, Canada, Australia, Japan, New Zealand, and Israel have been slowly banning these substances, and we can only hope that the U.S. will follow. All right, so not to get get so hardcore, there is a lot to this, including preservatives. Preservatives are horrible. uh, They cause cancer in lab animals, asthma, bowel symptoms, hyperactivity, human resistance to antibiotics, Headaches from substances such as monosodium glutamate, MSG. Where do you find MSG? Where do you find it? You know. You've heard of it. You may not have known why. You may have heard the joke. <laughs> no know MSG. <laughs> but where do you always hear about it? <clears throat> in Chinese food. It causes increased risk of heart disease from accumulation of phosphates in the body, risk of weight gain from added sugars and sweeteners, hormones, or substances that interfere with hormone regulation. Y'all are probably wondering, well, how come I not lose weight? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm doing it right. What's happening? I gotta go on, otherwise you'll never get through this. Artificial sweeteners, and that would include Splenda. It's been showed, it's been shown to be co- to cause leukemia. Okay, toxic enemy number three: pesticides and DDT, Roundup. Roundup. Now you can just imagine the long-term damage of it is <laughs> Okay, first of all, we've known about this for a very long time. Since the testing of it, since it came out glyphosate, they've known about it since the since the beginning, but we never did anything about it. There was testing that was required to be done, and they didn't and then they did it and they submitted the information, and then somehow Ka-ching, ka-ching, The information was lost, and we're just barely addressing the issue again. So, the pesticides often show up in fetal cord blood, already poisoning the bodies and lives of our newborn children. This is page 54. They are being exposed to cancer-causing chemicals before they're even out of the womb. Pesticide exposure in utero and in childhood has also been shown to cause ADD, ADHD, Due to the frontal lobe damage in the brain and destruction of neurotransmitters. Pesticides, this is long-term damage. Other weed killers. 24D. This is um this is what we're looking at, folks. These are toxins. But what do we do? Because they're they're constantly spraying our food. We'll keep going. Do pesticides cause cancer? Yes. <laughs> Do they? Yes. What can we do? Buy as organic as possible. Oh my gosh, I cost too much money. But will it cost you your life? That's important. Some of you will say, well, the organic food is just as bad. Well, in some regard, it may be because people who are not planting and, and growing organic may have some of their sprays drifting over into the organic fields, not purposely, but with the wind shifts and everything, that may be the occurrence. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all organic is bad. You look for the organic and you go for the organic. If you can't find organic, then you don't purchase it. Am I talking to myself too? Yes, yes, yes. But we have to take steps, right? We have to take steps. You can't always do everything all at once. It's very overwhelming, this information. But at the same time, it's empowering because then you know what to do and how to take control of your health. Tap water. Enough said? <laughs> tap water, guys. In some places, you can find good tap water, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's clean. It doesn't mean that it's clean. It may taste good. I haven't tested our water. It tastes delicious. You put water in a glass and you can. it's crystal clear. But I haven't tested it. I've searched it out. I've researched it, how they clean it and everything. But that's not good enough, guys. It's not good enough. But for me, coming from Bakersfield, the water from Bakersfield as opposed to the water here, it just tastes a lot better. And I, sometimes you have to do the, sometimes you just have to ex, not accept, but choose your battles for the moment until you are ready to fight. Um, what can you do? Water filtration. What's in the water? Chlorine. Fluoride. What's the problem with fluoride? That's in my toothpaste. Well, in 1914, in page 60, it says fluoride was added to toothpaste to try to help prevent cavities. Later, in 1962, the Department of Health and Human Services suggested that public tap water contained uh, between 0.7 and 1.2 milligrams of fluoride per liter. Okay. Why? Why? So this was due to the now controversial belief that fluoride, fluoride is more effective than unfluoridated toothpaste at preventing tooth decay. That's not so, guys. I remember the doctor gave me, um, the doctor gave me fluoride drops to give to a lady when she was a baby, when she, start, when she began her teething and whatnot. I didn't know any better. I'm like, oh, okay, the doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. But the studies here in Europe, in the European countries that don't add fluoride to their water show no increase in cavities versus their counterparts. That is us, the U.S. See, I am us, Europe, and I'm us, the U.S. It's just the way it is. The one thing we do know is that fluoride is a confirmed poison. It is confirmed poison. As of 2017, the U.S. government has retracted their early recommendations and warns that the upper limit of fluoride added to tap water should be no more than 0.7 milligrams per liter. But it's still a poison. It's confirmed poison. Why are we still adding the water, adding it into the water? Also, keep in mind that the number one call that the American Association of Poison Control Center receives on a daily basis is from parents of sick children that have eaten toothpaste. These things that we're putting in our mouths to brush our teeth, we're thinking, oh, yeah, great, nice, shiny, shiny, cavity-free. Your kids are getting poisoned from it. Why? It's not the toothpaste. It's the fluoride. It's the fluoride. It's the fluoride. The acute term ingestion of even just 4 milligrams per liter of fluoride in water will cause death. But it is through the slow poisoning of our bodies by chemicals such as fluoride that leads to what we classify today as disease. So, what does that look like? It looks like low thought low thought th- 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 low thyroid, brittle bones, weakened digestion, hormone hormone dysfunction, GERD, acid reflux. Eczema, psoriasis, fertility issues, calcification of pineal gland, lowering of IQ in children, the pineal gland is in the brain, uh, ADD, ADHD, autism, mental health disorders, arthritis. Guys, from the toilet to the tap? Come on. Toxic enemy number five, stress. Stress is not a toxin. Let's talk about this. I know you're saying how could that be a toxin? It's everybody's stresses. everybody goes through stress. Oh my gosh, come on, you're being silly now. Yeah, you would one would say that because we all we all go through stress, but there's acute stress and there's chronic chronic stress. And the fact is, is that when we're constantly And I think I've gone over this with y'all, which is why we do our breathing exercises the 507 in at five, out at seven. You know, it's my little way of trying to help you. Stress is a toxin to the body. 39% of people report overeating or eating unhealthy foods due to stress. Yeah, but that's not stress. That's just the that's just what people are doing because of stress. Okay, let's go for let's go further. Uh, it's hard for most of us to believe that stress could be the underlying root cause of 90% of all disease in the world. It's normal, right? Although stress is a completely normal human response in both mind and body, the way in which we now respond to stress on a physical, mental, and emotional level in the 21st century is completely, completely abnormal. The quote, six, page 65. However, our daily stresses have been compounded in this technological age with limitless stimulation, activities, work, family obligations, and seemingly frantic drive to keep up with everything. Who, you know the Joneses? I know the Joneses too. Are you trying to keep up with the Joneses? Continuing on, on page 65. This keeps us running on a proverbial hamster wheel in perpetual motion with no finish line in sight. We hope to slow down, we tell ourselves, when we retire, oh yeah, you know I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's what we hear, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, you know burn yourself out and then you're gonna be retired and crippled, just broken down. Why? Stress, because stress does that. <sighs> the fact is, stress will cause an increase in the hormone cortisol which will increase inflammation, which will cause, this is me talking now guys, which will cause your bodies to manifest diseases. Like what? Like diabetes, type two diabetes, blood sugar, dysregulation, like panic attacks, panic attacks. Isn't that a disease? It could be, it could feel like a disease to you if you're constantly dealing with it and you're trying to figure out what to do. Anxiety, are you medicating? Why stress? It's stress. It's the stress. It's the stress. Cool. There are outside stressors and then there are inside stressors. There are stressors that come across on um, at the body. You know that we're dealing with from an internal level. That would that's what we would call. Uh, yeah, <laughs> inside stressors. <laughs> Those things such as being ill, being sick, those cause stress on the body. Now, normal acute sickness. Okay. The body can handle that. The body's built for that chronic all the time. Oh my gosh. I'm being chased by this pit bull all the time. That's stress, little Susie, 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 please, Susie, please, Susie, please just calm down. Susie. You remember that? You remember that? That was a few podcast episodes ago. You're over here just trying to trying to just be calm, and Susie's as as over here like mom, 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 daily, because maybe, maybe she didn't know that she needed to calm her little self down somewhere, <laughs> and let you handle business. But you're stressed out. Your time, your timer is up. Your your alarm went off or didn't go off on time. You're dealing with situations, stress but what about the inside? St- what about the outside stressors? You know, that was more that, okay. That example is more outside. Okay. I gave you both really all in one. So the inside stressors being sick and dealing with uh, ailments, the outside stressors being the things that are around you that compound around you, family, friends, obligations, stress and all this stress causes your hormones to be affected because when your body is stressed, your body will say to itself, Hey, we don't need to make these hormones that keep you regulated for your menstrual cycle or for your, for your, for your testosterone or what have you. We don't need to make these things. We just need to keep you alive right now. So that's what we're going to do. Let us know when you're ready to come back. (laughs) And sometimes it gets so bad that you don't even know it. And you continue on in the cycle of survival yes survival the sympathetic as opposed to being in the parasympathetic where you're relaxing rest and digest yeah okay you don't need a complex biochemistry in order to understand intuitively that when your body and mind are stressed this is page 68 whether that stress arises from trauma a violent relationship Or from the toxic stress of being exposed to over 77,000 man-made chemicals in the environment, your body feels that it is under attack. And when it is under attack, it shuts down everything that it feels that is not necessary, which could also include your bowel system. Because why would you need to go poop when you need to run? Yeah. Are you dealing with constipation? Let's look at your stress level. Constipation? no. It just takes some medication and good to go. Get some Pepto-Bismol, good. No, there's something else going on. Let's talk about electrosmog. EMFs. The National Cancer Institute says nervous system disorders, fatigue, poor sleep, leukemia in children, breast cancer or cancer clusters have been linked to high exposure to EMFs. That's not fair. We're raised around this, right? Of course the government wouldn't allow these things to come into our lives if they were bad for us. Duh. Why would the government allow that to happen? Why would the government allow that to happen? Ahem. Why would the government Kaching allow that to happen? Moving on. Electromagnetic hypersensitivity. The current science does also recognize a syndrome called the electromagnetic hypersensitivity in which the problem is that it's a diagnosis typically reserved for those that have been exposed to a massive dose of radiation but going back to the emfs it's invisible to the eye yet it is one of the most disturbing occurrences going on all around us it's called electrosmog and it refers to the electromagnetic frequencies emfs and waves that are moving through our living matrix guys we are energy we are energy so we're getting all these other energies interrupting our energy well that's no that's a little out there daniel even for you you're talking about jesus and spiritual things but come on energy come on good vibes vibe energy our bodies are literally page 70 99.9 percent energy and because of this we are subject to the same electromagnetic disturbances in our body this means that the cell phones Computers, Wi-Fi modems, cell towers, and any electronic equipment can damage the cell-to-cell communication within our body. This can then lead to immune dysfunction, mitochondrial energy fatigue, increased fight or flight, gut bacterial disturbances, and even cancer. But since this is a new threat to is is invisible, and most of us can't directly feel its immediate effect, remember we're talking about that? We dismiss it like most of the toxins. Ah, can't see it, don't feel it, don't know what you're talking about. And that's page 70. Okay, let's let's continue to go on. But some of those things include the cell phones, smart meters. Um, soon enough, AI will be on that list as well. Toxic enemy number seven, home sickness, the home making you sick by all of the materials that are used to build it oh man come on we were done with asbestos we're done with asbestos yeah okay we are now but asbestos lives on forever asbestos asbestos is a natural thing but concentrated and utilized to keep to put into the baby's products to prevent them from well, it's not necessarily that anymore, but there are fire retardant things that are used: clothing, baby baby uh, suit seats and cribs, blankets, be- bed bedding, and beds that are fire retardant. In the nineteen in 1984, the World Health Organization. You know, I don't have I don't give two hoops about the the WHO, but go on. We'll go on. This is page seventy five uh, stated that approximately a third of all new buildings could be causing acute illness. And that was over 30 years ago. The use of synthetic materials has only increased and with it, so too has the increased environmental toxins. The issue with home and office buildings is that they are built so well that the indoor toxins cannot escape. This means that the air that you breathe is literally infected with toxins you can't see, but you most certainly are breathing them in. The situation has gotten so bad that we now have two names to describe how people are being affected by these toxins. Sick building syndrome and sick home syndrome. About the building syndrome, I kind of mentioned that a little bit. These structures usually contain multiple floors and often the chemicals that the businesses use compound the already toxic carpets, insulation, and cleaning products used in the building. Plus office buildings are notorious for having poor air quality Due to mold or bacteria buildup in the HVAC venting systems. Now, sick home. It probably sounds like I glossed over it, but it gets gets its own. You know, this is not something that we just ignore. This is not, um, I'm not just glossing over it, guys. I'm not. I really understand that these are big things, especially if you're working in an office. If you're working in any kind of building. These are the things with non-well ventilated and even if it is well ventilated, I mean, who knows if there's mold on the inside, but we cannot be living in fear. We cannot be living in fear. Sick home syndrome. The second, that's, this is the second toxic environment you are most definitely being exposed to. And the term comes or became of increasing interest after it was reported that 15.3 million homes in the UK, Contain up to nine hundred chemicals in the air, and have been causing an array of allergy, allergies, mood, skin, brain fog, watery eyes, and respiratory issues. What does that sound like? Are, do you have allergies? Are you constantly having a runny nose or a dripping nose? Is there is your nose always dripping? Like what's going on there? Your eyes always itchy. One of the best signs to begin to understand if your office or home or any other building is making you sick is to see if your symptoms subside when you leave and pick back up when you re-enter that space. That's what's going on right now for my daughter Olivia. Lydia. She leaves here, oh man, hardly hardly any sneezing at all. She does get, uh, she gets a lot of allergies, but we're working on that. We're working on that. However, what we find is that during, it's not always, it's not just that it's during parts of the season. It's actually, she could be gone from here. And she could be fine. She comes back and she's sneezing and and snotting and all the things. And you're probably wondering, well, why aren't you all? Because we're all different and we all have our own um, genetics that pop up differently. Our polymorphisms, remember we spoke about that? That will present themselves in different ways. Maybe my polymorphism is not for me to be so sensitive to this, this, that, or the other. But maybe I'm more sensitive to such and such. Whereas she is dealing with this, and so we have to figure it out, and that's what we're trying to do. It's slowly but surely, this is an old, this is an old building, an old, uh, an old house, and so we have to work around it somehow, or get air filters to help clean it up. The other issue with home or office toxicity is that most people don't have an immediate reaction. Therefore, they don't notice what is going on in their body, and it allows for the chemicals to build up from these exposures over time. Then weeks, months, or years later, they finally see the signs and symptoms that their body can no longer keep all the chemicals that they need to be detoxed from the health of the system at bay. And that's exactly what we're seeing with her. At first, it wasn't so that she was constantly sneezing, coughing, blah, 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 blah. She's not coughing, but sneezing, 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 and snotting all over the place. Now it's, it's more evident. And she's been here for four years. And it just barely started really showing itself, I guess, within the last year. It's at this point that the initial trigger has caused the deeper inflammatory and detox response from the body. And if you are inflamed, it is very difficult for you to, for those of you who are weight conscious, it's very difficult for you to lose weight when you are inflamed. The inflammation first has to be calmed down before you can lose weight. So you can, of course, still heal, but your protocol will be now focused on healing the disease symptoms as well as changing your environment. What to watch out for. These are the things that are the toxic things that you can watch out for. Bathroom air fresheners. And you're thinking, no, I don't want to smell the poop. Oh my gosh. Bathroom air fresheners. Cleaning products. This is a list, guys. So I'm going to say it a little bit slowly, but you can find this on page 77 and 78. Dryer sheets, synthetic perfumes and fragrances. That's not essential oils. That's synthetic perfumes and fragrances that's everything else lead paint paint fumes varnishes do you still shine your do you still shine your your wood or your 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 oil your your metals to make them beautiful urethanes on the floor vinyls polyurethane synthetic insulation smoke which includes cigarettes Candles, cooking, etc. Renee always accuses me of trying to give him cancer. Not really, but kind of, because I'm always smoking up the house. <laughs> I'm always, when I'm cooking, I'm always smoking something up. I've become a lot better at it of not smoking it up, but all the same, he usually has to insulate because he starts choking and coughing. He's more sensitive to that. Doesn't mean that I'm not sensitive to it, but he's more sensitive to it. Paint fumes, mold spores mildew, dust mites, synthetic carpet outgassing, pet dander and allergens, flame retardant particles, fabric outgassing, natural gas and carbon dioxide. Let me stop for a second. Outgassing is when something new or usually is when the product is new. It's just created and it has, it still has those chemicals in them. And some of them don't, don't, some of them don't have to be new. Some of them are just still there because that's how long the chemical or the, the, uh, that's how it affects, but it releases this type of gas off gassing that causes you to inha- you inhale it. And then you're still exposed. Some new furniture have that, you know, that new car smell that's off gassing. You it, you want that. You you say, oh yeah, the new car smell, ah oh, nice. Ah, oh, the new house smell, ah oh, nice. But really, what that is is all of the chemicals releasing their 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 smell. Their hair. Unfortunate, we we we've been trained to think, oh how nice. But really, this is something that is affecting you negatively. Construction materials, chlorine from bath and shower water vapors. From bath and shower water vapors. Now, one thing I did do is I got a mineral head, uh, a mineral shower head to purify the water that comes to the shower head. That was one of the first things I did. And I'm so glad that I did. I got it from bull.com. Um, letter toxic paint, carbon monoxide, car garage solvents and fumes, oil and gas fumes. These are, these are a real threat. These are a real threat to your health and safety. Lead paint alone, says page 78, still causes approximately one million children a year to have to go to the hospital due to poisoning. It's not enough to just be aware of the dangers. We must act and do something about it. That seems like so much. It probably seems so very overwhelming, but don't worry, there are things that you can do. There are things that you can do. You don't have to be afraid, but let's go on. We're on eight out of 10. Skincare products. That's the next one. All right. Dun, dun, dun. We're talking skincare products. And this is probably where you're like, no, no. Close my ears. I don't want to hear it. Because it's everything. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this is just a portion of the book. This is not even these toxic enemies that I'm reading to you all. This is just a portion of the book. This is not all of it. This book is extensive. This book, this book is extensive. It like really, honestly, skincare products from Scott Faber of the Environmental Working Group, the EWG. At least for that time, now you kind of hear some negative things about the EWG. Not as not as much as others, but I just want to put that caveat out there. I don't know where when you'll be listening to this, but at least at the time, the average they gave they gave and give fantastic advice as to um what is toxic and what what they'll give it a grade so that way you can decide whether or not you want to purchase that product or not and you can go and find that on the ewg.org um, and i think it's worth your benefit it's worth it to even just get an idea of what's going on scott says the average woman uses 12 beauty or skin products a day that contain over 168 different different toxic chemicals over 168 different toxic chemicals now to be honest y'all i don't use (laughs) outside of some body wash and i I, and some lotion here often too i don't really use much skin product but not anymore at least not anymore i still have work to do though i'm not perfect did you know that you absorb up to 60% of what you place on your skin? Did y'all know that? Your skin is an organ. This is coming from page 80. This includes the shampoos, conditioners, moisturizers, oils, hairstyling products, lip balm, sunscreen, lipstick, and anything else you may apply topically. All of these products add up quickly, which can cause hidden health triggers over time if the wrong products are being used. But how do you know? Because obviously, the government would not allow people to put out bad products so that way you can get sick. Obviously, obviously the government won't allow that. None of your governments would allow that. <clears throat> Ka-ching. Ka-ching. Reading on. Now that you know the average woman uses 12 beauty and skincare products that contain over 168 different chemicals, I want to share why this is a dangerous daily routine. I'd also like to add that the worst part is that many of these toxic chemicals aren't even required to be listed on the label. You see, the cosmetic industry isn't regulated the same way the food industry is regulated. Technically, you can even label a skincare product organic if it's not 100% organic. It's disturbing and deceitful to say the least. The biggest problem of all, though, is that it's actually worse to place chemicals on your skin than it is to ingest them guys that just like makes your heart sink right the reason is that when you eat pesticides or other toxins into your saliva then your natural enzymes stomach acid and bile at least get the opportunity to destroy some of these volatile compounds but in the skin it's not so it just gets completely absorbed into your bloodstream into the bloodstream it only takes 26 seconds for the absorption process to take place Sometimes the side effects of these cosmetic chemicals can cause immediate reaction that looks like an allergy, skin rash, headache, mood disturbance, brain fog, or fatigue. But, and however, for the most part, the chemicals just continue to compound on a daily basis and then eventually lead to cancer, fertility issues, birth defects, neurological disturbances, allergies, and autoimmune systems issues. But you're probably saying, but wait, but wait, but wait, how do I know which is happening we're talking about? You already talked about seven different things and all these things could be me. All these things are happening. Don't worry. Have no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Let's continue. And then we'll come to, we'll come to a point. Okay. We're going to come to a point. This is not just to scare you. This is just so you can be aware. Many of you are not aware. Many of us, I was not aware of all of these things. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to take medication because I knew it was, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand the fact of what it was going to do to my body. But dude, what about all the other things? What about all the other things? You know, I mean, water. I kind of knew that water had an issue, but I was like, well, what are we going to do? Water. Like what did we talk about here? We talked about heavy metals. I didn't know anything about heavy metals. We talked about synthetic food. I learned about synthetic food when I was in um, junior high. Pesticides. I learned about that when I was in high school with Monsanto. Uh, tap water. Stress. I didn't know anything about stress until I became an adult. Electronic smog. I had no clue. Building and and pro- building and building products. No clue. No clue, y'all. Back to skincare products. So, just to remind you, you are not alone. Everybody is going through this, but only some of you are going to do something about it. But those of you who are willing to, you're, there is a resolution. So, just hold tight. Cosmetic chemicals, like we said, let's let's think about this for a second. All those toxins, all everything that gets absorbed into the blood, it sits there and it's, it it it, de- it toxifies your blood. It makes you toxic your body will then absorb this is me talking here your body will then use the fat cells your body will do its best to usher the toxins into your fat cells because the liver can't the liver can't process that stuff it'll try and then it'll be put into the fat cells it'll try it'll circulate and circulate and circulate and circulate and circulate and it'll constantly circulate throughout the body brain from head to toe head to toe head to toe head to toe and it's if you not if you're lucky but some of them will be stored into your fat and so if you again for you though those of you who are concerned about your weight if you're wondering how come you cannot lose weight maybe this is something that you need to look into okay now the average number of chemicals in a shampoo is 15 eyeshadow 26 lipstick 33 blush 16 Body lotion, 32. Deodorant, 15. You're putting that right on your, limp, your lymph nodes. You're putting that right on your lymph nodes. Fake tan, 22. What should you watch out for? Coal tar, D-E-A, T-E-A, or M-E-A, those are suspected carcinogens used as emulsifiers and foaming agents for shampoos, body washes, soaps, etc. What you may find is that they give you some letters as opposed to telling you exactly what it is. You know how they do. Coal tar, going back to that, a known carcinogen banned in the European Union, but still used in North America. In dry skin treatments, anti-lice and anti-dandruff shampoos, also listed as color plus number. So you may be looking at F, D, and C, red number six. But these days in America, the United States, numbers have been kind of renew, removed. If you're talking about colors, they've kind of been removed so that way you could no longer see what those things mean. Let's move on. Oh, man, this is a humongous list. I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, mention a few more, and then I really, 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 really want to ask you to get the free book because this is so much Uh, ethoxylated surfactants and one for dioxane it's never listed because it's a byproduct made from adding carcinogenic ethylene oxide to make make other chemicals less harsh (laughs) it's a byproduct made from adding carcinogenic ethylene oxide so that other chemicals are less harsh so we're going to get the byproduct of, car, uh, of of cancer to make the other chemicals less harsh. The EWG has found 1,4-dioxane in 57% of baby washes in the U.S. Avoid any ingredients containing the letters F, E-T-H. Formaldehyde, probable cancer-causing carcinogen and irritant found in nail products, hair dye, fake eyelashes, adhesives, shampoos, they're banned in the E.U., Fragrance, perfume. I know you think lot but I love my perfume. No, not my, but <sighs> A catch-all for hidden chemicals such as phthalates. Fragrances is connected to headaches, dizziness, asthma, and allergies. Now, I said fragrances, and I'm thinking perfume. But it does say perfume. Just because it's not a, a brand name doesn't mean it's not the, it doesn't have those things. Hydroquinone hydroquinone used for lightening skin banned in the UK rated most toxic on the EWG skin deep data, database and linked to cancer and reproductive toxicity we have lead mercury mineral oil oxybenzone parabens the list goes on guys I know you want it all. You can either get the book for free or you can go onto the EWG website, ewg.org website, and, like, search it all out. I would say just get the book for free. Why not? Get the book for free. Just pay the shipping and handling. I mean, uh, dia, diamine, phthalates, placental extract, polyethylene glycol, silicone-derived emollients. That one sounds interesting, right? It's used to make a product feel soft. These don't biodegrade and prevent skin from breathing. It's linked to tumor growth and skin irritation. (sighs) Sodium laurel ether sulfate, SLS, SLES, a former industrial degreaser, now used to make soap foamy. It's a toxin absorbed in the body and irritates skin. Now, I got to go to pick up my dish soap. I had to go and pick up my dish soap bottle. Because people have given us dish soap. I prefer vinegar and water. Because I am concerned about these things. Let's see what this says here. Does it give it to me? Ingredients. Anion, jean, Uh, So, this doesn't tell me much, but it does say perfumes. And what did we say about the perfumes? Let's go back. Fragrances. A catch-all for hidden chemicals such as phthalates. Fragrance is connected to headaches, dizziness, asthma, and allergies. That's just one. That's just one of many, guys. I could continue on, but this is so much. Daily sunscreen uh, dangers. Over 70% of all sunscreens contain these chemicals below, which all have been verified to disrupt hormones, increase estrogen, and your immune system. Oxybenzone, avobenzone, octisylate, octocrylene, Homosalate, Homosalate, octinoxate, PABA esters, octislate homosalate menthol menthol anthranilate methylchloro- or mci avobenzone salisates, salicylate sorry digal digaloyl tro- cinnamate nope not cinnamon, cinnamates benzophenones Dioxabin, dioxybenzone, oxybenzone, that's the other name for it, retinol palmitate. Okay, and what we, that big old list, what were we talking about again? I almost forgot. This, these are what are in sunscreens that disrupt hormones, estrogen, and your immune system. Those of you who are happy to throw on your uh, sunscreen, I get it. I understand. You don't want to get skin cancer, but it looks to me like you're already going to have all kinds of problems if you're using these products. What about vitamin D? Plus, using sunscreen all day lowers your levels of vitamin D. We know this. You need vitamin D. I'm sure you know, especially now, going through the COVID era, that you need vitamin D. Okay, so I won't push further. For those of you who don't know about the COVID era, if you were if we're found so somewhere in the future, just look it up. It's the most uh, um, lied about. <laughs> Let me go on. Toxic enemy number nine. But first, let's take a break. We're at pharmaceuticals. We're almost done. Okay. So like I said, toxic enemy number nine, we are talking pharmaceuticals here and you're probably like pharma what a? but probably not because most of all of you perhaps have had your share of pharmaceuticals in one way or the other, but def- definitely in the source of antibiotics. What do you mean? Well, when you were a kid, did you get an ear infection? Antibiotics—it's <laughs> not a great thing. It's not—it's um, helpful for acute situations, but when you are living on antibiotics, what you're doing is destroying your microbiome. What is that? It is the mitochondria that live in your gut. It—the biome is a space in which your gut bugs live, your natural gut bugs. And when you have those natural gut bugs, and they get destroyed by the antibacterial or the antibiotics then they don't grow back. You have, to re, you have to re-feed your biome with probiotics. And then you need to feed them with prebiotics. Or you just eat normal food. In any case, pharmaceuticals have made it a point. I take that back. They have not made it a point. They've made it a dollar or a euro or a yen. They've made it a point to make sure they make money, obviously, because no company can stay in business without making money. By creating drugs that, one way or the other, help you. They help your body. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-drug. I'm anti-side effect. And as you heard, there are one side effect. That's at least one of them. But to move on, you hear that nearly 70% of Americans are, are on at least one per- prescription drug, and more than half take two. More than half take two. What does that mean? That came from the National Institute on Aging and the Mayo Clinic Center for the Science of Healthcare Delivery. So it sounds like what's the big deal? Everybody's on drugs. What's the problem, kid? What's the problem? But actually, the side effects are real. We're looking at muscle weakness, muscle death, type two diabetes, because of the anti, because of the medication, the pharmaceuticals. These are not things that they're fixing. This is what's causing some of these things. Okay, this. Okay, so let me go a little bit back so you can get some context. You know, we're all about context. We have to talk about context. With people with high cholesterol usually get type 2 diabetes, one, also, and high blood pressure, two. The reason it is is because there's a hidden imbalance that's still causing the inflammation in the body, and the sea of side effects then creates a tidal wave or the rain barrel effect gets the rain barrel gets overwhelmed, and more and more symptoms of disease show up. So, like I said, the pop, this popular drug that more than 25% of the population over age 45 or older now takes has been scientifically proven to cause. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. What popular drug? What popular drug? That's This is page 88 and 89. 88 and 89 of the rain barrel effect. We're still going there. Antibiotics. The drugs themselves have massive side effects that have been studied, researched, and proven to be detrimental to your long term health. There are over 900 studies on just statin drugs. So, what was I talking about? What was I speaking on? What was I saying? Statin drugs. Okay, so what was I saying again? Over More than 25% over the age of 45, muscle weakness, muscle death, type 2 diabetes, cardiomyopathy, which is weakened heart, neurological issues, liver damage, acidosis, anemia, sexual dysfunction, cataracts, memory loss. You're probably thinking, you're just making this up, or he's just making this up. He has sources for all of these. And that's why I said there was no point for me to try to reinvent the wheel when the wheel's already been well-established. I just grabbed the book. You want the book? Get it for free. Go on to his website, stephencabral.com. The pop-up will show up, so that way you can request the book. Isn't that crazy, though? That's crazy. Statins. Statins are supposed to help you. They're supposed to lower your something-something. But they don't. Instead they add worse, they add more things to your to your wheelbarrow, your your rain barrel. This means that by taking a statin you can still die of heart-related issues, even though you're lowering your cholesterol and supposedly protecting your health. Now this is nothing to laugh at, but like really like the, the irony is there, is it not? That's what you call some true irony. Let's move on. Because we could continue on with pharmaceuticals, but there's so much. This is why, you probably wonder why pharmaceuticals are constantly pushed on you all. Why they're pushed on me. I don't, I really, I don't take them. I'm very, I'm a naughty patient. Um, but the fact is, is that the drug, the drug companies pay professors to talk about specific drugs during class. Okay. Medical school teaches future doctors to match drugs to symptoms. Insurance companies pay for the drugs. Drug companies get you hooked on their drugs. The drug you take causes side effects, which then leads to additional drugs being prescribed to match the symptoms. Drug use causes lifelong dependence on a monthly subscription plan that you pay for. That's how. That's why. I'm not going to sit here and say or be cynical and say that everybody is is out for your dollar, your cha-ching, ching but the fact is is that... The, I've got to, I've a link the podcast. Oh, my word. It was awesome, and it exp, explained how it all got started and how natural health got pushed out in favor of all these pharmaceuticals, and it started with uh, the Rockefellers and another uh, great family name that did all this, quote-unquote, great things for the U.S. economy. Well, the economy was probably doing great, but the body wasn't. Nobody was fixing anything. Everybody got divided into different doctors. Nobody realized that they were all working on the same human being because they were just working on a gland or a bone or what have you, a heart, a muscle. It's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So we try not to do band-aid approaches anymore. Toxic enemy number 10. This is the last one. And this is when I kind of talked about. I kind of spoke on. Gut bugs. Yeah, gut bugs. I don't have any bugs. <laughs> I, I already used the light shampoo. I don't have any bugs. Well, we're talking gut bugs. Parasites. Parasites. You have to go to a, a foreign country and drink the bad water. Uh, not quite, friend. Not quite. You can get those same very things at home. If somebody... I used to work in food service. Okay. I used to have to enforce people, enforce the fact, enforce the rule of people coming from the bathroom, washing their hands, touching the doorknob to get into the kitchen. And then I had to enforce them washing their hands again. Why? Because people are nasty and things happen. And the worst thing, the last thing you want is for a foodborne illness because somebody didn't wash their hands. Well, what if you're not in that scenario? What if that's not your situation? What if you are working in the sewage pipes and you have a cut? This is not scary things. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you how it goes. So let me go ahead and give you some, what I say, context. Your gut health is critical to the health of your entire body. It's the first line of defense against cancer, and that comes from the truth about cancer. It's not, something, it's not something most of us like to think about, but you harbor about three to five pounds of bacteria in your intestines. Yeah, think about that. Three to five pounds. So if you, if you go to use the restroom, and then you, you, you weigh yourself before you go to use the restroom, and then you go use the restroom, and you come back, and you say, ah, oh, I feel pounds lighter. Does that mean you got rid of your bacteria? No, that does not mean you got rid of your bacteria. The amazing fact is that with over 100 trillion bacteria in your gut, there's actually more bacteria in your gut than there are cells in your entire body, human cells in your entire body. The good news is that when your gut is balanced, bacteria helps manufacture vitamins, digest food properly, keep your body lean and your mind cheery. You need all of these things. crazy enough that we are codependent upon these things that decided to take up residence, they didn't decide. We were born with them. We were born with these inside of us. And when a mother uh, passes, passes not like a stone or a kidney stone, when a mother gives birth to her child via vaginal uh, vaginal passage, then the child takes on the bacteria of the mother and then he, he gets some of the, the immunities that the mother has passed along. Through vaginal passage. <laughs> that sounds like I'm talking in a circle. But really, it's true. And that's how the baby can fight off infection and disease and all the things that we think we have to fix for. Um, okay, so what are you thinking? What does this have to do with how is this a toxic enemy? You're, it sounds like I'm seeing everything right, right? Well, the problem is that when the gut is imbalanced, everything silently suffers. Outwardly, though, you'll see symptoms like acne, anxiety, alcoholism, addiction, fatigue, weight gain, bloating, autoimmune issues, and cancer. And you thinking like, what? These bugs say what? No. For, this, is, this is actually what happens when, the, when you're out of balance. Your body needs to be in balance. Inwardly, the root cause is gut dysbiosis, which means imbalanced bacterial terrain and increased intestinal permeability, or as you probably know it, leaky gut. You remember when I did that episode on the gut? I wonder. You should go back to it. You should go back to it and listen to it. This fact is no longer in dispute and gut dysbiosis or leaky gut has now been implicated in at least 90% at least 90% of autoimmune diseases, and many others. The reason for this is that your gut-associated lymphoid tissue, GALT, Peyer's patches, and other immune centers in and around your 28 feet of intestinal tract represent up to 80% of your entire immune system. And where your immune system is, so goes your brain. Okay? This is a gut-brain axis. Axis. Yes. You read it correctly. 80% of your immune system lies within your gut. So whenever you're feeling not too well, or you're like, Oh my gosh, something when your if your immune system is that is attacked and you are inflamed from the inside, then it affects everything. It affects your whole body and it does show up in eczema and other sources. Okay. So you're probably thinking, wow, Danielle, this is a lot of stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. These are some of the things that you can look out for. Candida, yeast fungal overgrowth. Bacterial overgrowth, or some people call SIBO, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Parasites, H. pylori. Although bacteria and candida will always be present in your intestines, it's when there's an overgrowth of either one of them that it can impact your health. So... If you have an overgrowth of candida, 70 plus toxins as waste, they can produce. And with that, harm your mitochondria, your liver, kidneys, brain, and immune system. It's not necessarily story time, but it is something that you get to know about because it's important to you. We were talking about toxins and how do we go forward. Like I said, this is not a scare tactic. This is actually just a reality check. I mean, I I deal with a lot of toxins. We all breathe in toxins. We all deal with EMFs. I'm working currently on a Wi-Fi stationed computer. Okay? we. But there are things that we can do. What can we do? Well, the things that we can change, we can change. Like change our cleaning supplies to organic and safe cleaning supplies. Like I said, you can go on to the ewg.org what else can you do okay well I changed it but I still have these things in, inside of me you can test you can test but if you find that some of these um, if you find that some of these symptoms are prevalent in your life then you can just jump onto a protocol it can't hurt you what else can you do you can speak to your integrative health practitioner, your naturopath, your functional medicine doctor, and they can guide you through toxin uh, removal protocols. They can guide you through many types of protocols. Uh, even, you, it, say for example, you just wanted to know what's going on. There's the mineral and metals test that you can take through Equal Life. I know this has been very long, but I really hope that this is giving you some encouragement <laughs> that was the shoes The I, um, I hope it's giving you some encouragement. I just want you all to understand and to know that there are things you can do, but it probably still sounds hopeless. Well, the best thing you can do is take a 21 day, uh, liver detox. It's a functional medicine, liver, liver detox. I'll put the link down below. So that way you can click on there and do it. If you are, um, if you are on types of medications or whatever, of course, we need to talk it over with your doctor, your medical doctor. But say, for example, you just want to move on and you just want to start. If you want to know where to go and you're saying, I need to mo- know more than what's in the book. Let me tell you again, this book is over 390 pages. You are more than welcome to... <laughs> you are more than welcome to read the whole book and get your answers. If you want more education and you wanna learn, learn more about it, I'll leave a link down below. So that way you can make get a free discovery call through the Equal Life team and you can speak to Dr. Cabral's team and then they can tell you what it looks like to be an integrative health practitioner. I don't have any eight points for you today because we went over some eight points. But what I do have is encouragement. I want to encourage you to not freak out. Don't live in fear. Don't forget, perfect love casts out fear. So don't forget that. And then you can make small steps. You can take the path of resistance. Least resistance isn't going to get you anywhere. You're already there. Take the path of resistance. Fight for your health. Thank you so much for joining me here on Type 2 Take 2. And I really hope that this has been informative. I will do my best to do some timestamps at least. So that way you have a general idea of what has what. If you have any questions, feel free to jump on my link. You can also get a free discovery call from me, 30 minutes long, where we discuss your case. And if there's anything I can do to help you, I will tell you. And if there isn't, then I'll tell you that too, because I'm not going to waste your time. Thanks again and have a fantastic day. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy, life. Once again, we are not doctors, we cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure. But we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day.